is the G220 effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And this is the G220 effect. We believe that this word will help bring transformation in your life by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Let's get it and let's go. Ooh, what a powerful intro. We are here we, and you know who we are. We are now back in the place that we call the booth. Yeah. Sharing God's truth. Yeah, it's the truth of the word of God, the truth that changes your life. Amen. You know, I was once dead, but now I'm alive in Christ because the truth has set me free. Amen. And you know what's most important is that the truth that you know makes you free. Yeah. So this is why as believers, we are supposed to continue in growing yeah. in grace and knowledge of our yeah. Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we get to know him more, we get to know the truth. And as we know the truth, guess what? That truth is really making us free, taking all the chains off and making us completely free to be all that God says we are. How can you become free? By accepting the truth indeed, baby. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about something that actually holds us in bondage. And we don't know that it's holding us in bondage because we feel like I'm justified. I'm right. But that topic is the topic of unforgiveness. This is such a an important topic because guess what? For us now to claim that we are who we are in Christ, we had to be forgiven. We, we couldn't even be in the same page as God because of our sins but because we were forgiven guess what now the fruit of our life should be that we forgive others also yeah and we ain't talking about you being a lowly stated person where you feel like woe is me here I am Lord standing in the need of prayer we're not talking about that we talking about the places of secrecy you know when we have not given up the things that we know when we have not given up the things that we have in, in the dark places in our heart but here is God always trying to shed light on things that we need to let go things that we have holding and harboring things that cause causes us to see things differently when God is saying go right and you say ah no 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 you question where the God is saying go right and you have a stoppage in your life instead of going freely and doing exactly what God says do. Amen. Amen. And you know what? Love makes us free. Love sets us free. And let's just yeah. continue to operate in the love of God. But we're going to get to that. But I just want to pose this question before we even start with the scripture that, you know, we always go into scripture right away. But before we even go into scripture, I want to ask this question. Do you or are you harboring any unforgiveness in your heart? And that's something that you need to ask the Holy Spirit, because sometimes, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I forgave. I forgive, but I'll never forget. Oh, that's that, that. That's that place right there. I forgive you, but I ain't going to forget. You know, meaning I'm going to hold you to what you did. But at this moment, until I see you do it again, uh, we good. But when I see it happen again, oh, brother, you got a problem. You know, that problem is me because I'm the solver. Amen. So we're going to touch on this subject yeah. on forgiveness just a tad bit. And I know that we can go deeper and deeper into this. But I just pray that your heart is open as you answer that question. You really ask the whole 
Holy Spirit that shed light on those dark parts of my heart where there might be some harboring uh, uh, unforgiveness that I've harbored in my heart that needs to be let go. Because as long as you have that unforgiveness, some things are going to be, like Steve said, they're going to be blocked. So we don't want any blockages in our hearts. We want a continual flow. Remember, it's like a river flowing out of us, that, that river of life. We don't want any blockages, stoppages. We want to be flowing in, 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 in everything that God says we are. You know, it's so funny because when we, when we have unforgiveness, we tend to hold people to a standard that even we don't even uphold to. We hold people to things that we don't even want to do. But here it is because they did something that we didn't like. Guess what happened? We look at them so differently and so differently than what we should and how we should. We don't even look at them because we hold them to a degree that we can't even maintain ourselves. Think about it. It's really something to really think about. You know, when 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 someone do something like maybe someone steals, you know, and you say, oh, wow, they're a thief. You know, they they stole that. They did that. Or, or, or they lied about something that you have may not have lied about in years. And you can't remember the last time you lied. But guess what? Here it is. They lie. And so you hold them to that standard until you're placed in the same direct position mm. as they are. And then you have to make a decision and choice like they made. And so it's so crazy when we talk about unforgiveness, when we talk about these, the, the seed of unforgiveness, how it starts. It starts from something being done. And guess what? The action being fulfilled. And then it starts to set in, you know, and then when it sets in, it either it's either you're going to forgive or you got you got a choice to make. Either you forgive or you hold them to the unforgiving standard. That is, I forgave you, but I didn't forget. <laughs> and you know what? As you sow that seed, if you say, I'll never forgive forget that means that seed is still there it's not uprooted so any little thing is going to cause that seed to continue to grow and grow and grow and grow before you know you have so many limitations on your life on yourself because you 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 allowed that seed to grow but anyway we just want to start off by saying unforgiveness creates a hardness of the heart that's what we're talking about if you allow that seed to grow it causes a callus in that part of your heart think about it the heart is fleshy and, and and full of life and uh i can see it because of you know just understanding science uh but i can see what the heart looks like it's it's full of flesh full of blood when it's really operating well it's pumping well it looks good but when you have some kind of callus or hardening in that area blood doesn't flow in that area very well so what happens then your heart starts functioning not as 100 percent as it should and guess what with with time it gets bigger and bigger that muscle gets bigger and then it's it it eventually just stops working because it just has worked too hard for what it needs to do. So that's the same thing. If we have unforgiveness, it creates a hardness in our heart and it does not, and it it, it does not give us freedom. That doesn't give us freedom because guess what? That flow is not there. So we can't operate. We can't flow in that area. Like we should blood doesn't flow. Uh, but it subjects our will to the fruit of the flesh. And that's what we're going to start off in Galatians 5 verses 19 through 21, talking about what that does, because the flesh is usually what is related to the unforgiveness. And you know what's amazing? Just want to go back. You know, the hardness of heart is like putting a bandaid over a scab. You know, this scab is in the healing process, so that's why the sore scabbed up. But guess what? The sore was once open, and when that when that when the sore was open, it got fresh air so it can scab up and it didn't fully heal, 
heal. So you put a bandaid over it instead and let it heal. It's almost the same with unforgiveness. When you harbor unforgiveness, it's like a scab that you just putting the bandaid over. And guess what? When you move on, you put the you put the bandaid on and you you say, "Okay, I'm good. I forgive you, but I don't forget." I'm just going to use that sentiment right now. But but it's like doing that and guess what? You never actually get to see the healing process being performed by the healer, you know? And so we know the healer is being Jesus. And so it's so amazing as we get to dive into scriptures that that's some food for thought to really think about when um, when you have unforgiveness in your heart, you know? And I also wanted to share this, that if we, um, when we're talking about the fruit of the flesh, right? We said that this unforgiveness, it doesn't allow for us to be free, but instead it subjects our will to the fruit of the flesh. Now we're operating in our flesh. What do we mean by flesh? If you haven't listened to our podcast, we have a podcast that talks about carnality and the difference between being operating in, in our carnal mind, which is our, our flesh. This is what we call the flesh yeah, and yeah, our, yeah. our spirit man or our spirit, which is of course the spirit. So, so that, there's a big difference in walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. And we always want to walk in the spirit. And even the scripture that we're about to read, if you read the scriptures before, uh, this one we're reading, it talks about what, it, why it's important to walk in the spirit versus to, to walk in the flesh. So hopefully that'll all help to connect what we're about to talk about. But verse 19 reads as follows. Oh, Galatians 5, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Galatians 5, verse 19. And it reads as follows. It said, now the works of the flesh are manifested. Which are these? Adultery, number one. Fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. Then you go on to verse 20 and it says, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. And then goes over to verse 21. Envies murders drunkenness and revelings and such like of this which i tell you before has i have also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god how can you operate like this and enter in the kingdom of god because guess what god's kingdom is spiritual and so if you operate solely in the flesh there is nothing that you're doing spiritually and so it's amazing to know when we start to harden our heart, it starts to lead us to making decisions based on what problem we harden our heart against. So, so let's just take, for instance, I harden my heart because someone cursed me out and I say, I'm never letting them curse me out again. So every time someone takes that tone of when the person cursed me out against me, I'm stopping them immediately. I'm walking away. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And guess what? And then I, I, I become victimized and I start to operate differently, you know, and I start to do things differently. And it, it, ha it just so happens to be when you start to operate in the flesh, you start to operate in all these different things. You start to operate in, in witchcraft. Witchcraft is, is, is very, very, very different because you start to speak things over people that is really not who they are. Because guess what? God sees us a certain way. And, and witchcraft will be his own podcast and his own self. We start to say, oh, they're a liar before you even know they're a liar because they said this to me and they did this. But it's always reasonings behind why people do stuff. They're not a liar until they continue to lie to you, you know. And so then you start to speak different things over someone who steals. 
and you don't know the situation you just seen them grab the piece of paper off the table and say what are they stealing you don't know that that piece of paper might have been theirs because you didn't get the opportunity to watch and look and see and And, so and i want to say that those actions are all fleshly you are operating and making judgment based on your flesh but not in from your spirit like we always say you probably heard us say this and we'll continue saying it that when we hear god we should hear him from the inside out yeah because he's because if we believe that christ is in us then we hear him just like the holy spirit is the kingdom of heaven is within us right so it comes the voice will come from the inside out it's something that you have to quiet yourself and the voice that we hear from the outside in that's all what's going on around us that's what's going on in our minds that's what's you know consuming us but his voice comes from within so so when we are operating in the flesh these are the results of the flesh yeah and 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 that's the amazing part where we get to see when we operate in the flesh these are so detailed because these things don't bring life adultery don't bring life it brings hurt it brings pain it it brings uh confusion it brings all these things you know all these different things fornication it does the same thing because guess what now i've done some things with someone and now me me and them have ties because we've done some things and maybe we even we even have a tie that we call it calls life it brings forth life and guess what we're not even married and guess what we get mad over the decisions we made and then now we got a kid based on uh a wedlock and then i don't even want to be with this person because what we did before you know it doesn't matter up to who we are and so it's just so much that goes on in this place of unforgiveness because unforgiveness is always rooted in something that we've seen happen and it's always something that's manifested in in the flesh something that we can see something that we can feel something that we know you know and so it's so amazing when we start to understand forgiveness because forgiveness is the opposite side of unforgiveness. It's so easy to let go and say, hey, but guess what? Pride is always an issue in this battle because pride causes us not to forgive someone. Because guess what? I'll be weak if I say I forgive you. They'll look at me like I'm weak and they'll try to do it again. So we start to play God. We start to say, oh, well, I'm not going to do it because I'm thinking how they're going to feel and do what they're going to do afterwards if I, if I forgive them. Or it's going to be acceptable because I've forgiven them. They think that it's acceptable or it's okay, you know, and so I'm not going to let that happen. You know, I'm not going to let them think that that's that's right. So I'm going to hold it, hold it against them so they know it's wrong. (laughs) Again, that's playing God because God says vengeance is his. So he knows he knows how to judge each situation and what what kind of judgment is needed, because we all our hearts. We don't know the depth of the things in our heart that's causing this person to act a certain way towards you or uh do a certain thing we don't understand but god knows and understands that and and most of the time because of where forgiveness is rooted in and we're going to get to forgiveness we end up seeing that people can change as a result of seeing forgiveness right if you've been forgiven you 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 want to forgive others we talked about this earlier you just flow in forgiveness so there's so much to it and and we're going to get to that but i just wanted to point out that we we talked about Galatians 5 and we read 19 through 21 
And we know that after that comes the fruits of the spirit, right? Yeah, so these are the yeah, works yeah. of the flesh. But now when you walk in the spirit, these are the fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of the flesh, whatever manifests in the fr- flesh. But now we get to see what's in the spirit. And they said, the fruit of the spirit is love, right? So in love, there's so many things that are rooted in love. There's some, a list of things in Galatians 5, 22 through 23 that are mentioned, but we get to see, uh, that all those things are in it like engulfed in love yeah yeah. and one of those things even though it's not listed there is forgiveness i'm sure because if we're the spirit of god had forgiveness for us (laughs) even before we knew that we needed forgiveness but he already had a plan and that plan was jesus to come for him to come in the flesh and for us to be forgiven so forgiveness was part of that so forgiveness is part of who he is he's nature he's full of mercy he's full of mercy see so um these are but the things that we listed that manifest in the flesh these are the things that keep us in bondage to the things of this world and cause us to continue to stumble to stumble and not walk upright so these things actually hinder us because now you have this seed of unforgiveness guess what it's going to bring forth more and more and more and like we said that seed grows into bigger things because you were operating in your flesh these are the things that you're going to start to manifest because of what the unforgiveness adultery fornication there is a connection to that because anything that you do in the flesh you're also going to reap in the flesh we already know that's that's the word so as long as you have that so seed sown it's going to produce after it's that kind that kind of of a fleshly result in your life so we want to be walking upright and that's why we really wanted to talk about this issue about forgiveness so what does true forgiveness look so, like so so true forgiveness is where you in a state of walking all right and the scripture reference i just want to use the psalms 84 and 11 and for say for the lord god is a sun and a shield and the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. And we know when we're walking upright, the Bible talks about a straight and narrow path. And you know, when you're in bondage, you begin to stop and you start to be confused about what's next, where I'm going, how I'm getting there, and all those different things. But here is, if God has made the path straight, only thing we have to do is walk upright. Because He, we know that he's the sun in the shield. He's already shielding us from what the fiery darts Amen. of the enemy is doing. He's already blocking us from everything that causes us to stumble he's already doing these things because he loves us so much there's that fruit right love right but here he is he wants us to walk upright and how does he how does he desire that look how does it look like to walk upright it looks like really simple being able to forgive forgive and let go and move on because if I stay in bondage, I'm going to stay there trapped. And guess what? Someone's holding me in the bondage. Either it's me or somebody else because what they did or something I've done. You know, and so I'm going to stay there with this unforgiveness in my heart, with the hardness of heart. Because over time, guess what happens with that unforgiveness seed? It starts to harden. It starts to harden. Because guess what? There is no life coming from it. It's sucking the life from me. And so Amen. I began to get Reary. I began to get tired. I began to get sick. I began to get bruised and battered. I began all these things victimized. And guess what? There is no change. But here it is, God being our son and our shield, like Psalm say, he desires for us to walk right because he's saying, I got you. Only thing you have to do is do what my word says do. 
you know and that's the important thing about it when you when you be starting to walk in true forgiveness it comes from knowing that you are loved knowing that you are loved knowing who loves you knowing that you know john 3 16 uh, you know you know uh, you know the scripture you know the saying but god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life what he's saying is i love you so much that i sent my son to die for you in regards of who you are what you did how you did it you know my son died for you and he because he died for you and he he he, he really didn't make he didn't really didn't make the choice hard for himself he knew what he was going to do regardless and so because he knew that there it is all he asks for us is to walk upright and i can't walk upright if i'm if i'm not forgiving but if i'm forgiving i can walk upright and i really want to say this that what really limits us from forgiving is the fact again i'm going to state it again is because we are walking in the flesh Remember, the flesh is, is, is enmity. It's, it's against the spirit. The spirit knows what you need. The spirit knows you need to be in freedom. The spirit, in the spirit, all those things are there. That's life. That's the source of life. But because those things are warring against each other, your flesh is fighting against the very thing that brings life to you. So if you really put that into perspective and say, why is it that I can't forgive? It's because you're operating in yourself. You are your own God. You're the one who's judge and ruler over your own life. And that's a difficult place to be because sometimes we don't even understand why the heart is so desperately wicked. Yeah. Why people do what they do to others and cause hurt and pain. We don't, we can't understand that. We can't fathom that. But God knows. God knows. And that's why he said, vengeance is mine. It's not for you to try to figure it out on your own, but it's for you to allow me to get in that place and shed light in that place so you understand. Forgiveness is so powerful. And, and if we're going to forgive and have true forgiveness, like we said, we must be in the spirit. We must allow the Holy Spirit to help us, to empower us, to forgive. Because as long as we're trying to do it on our own, that's when we're going to say, I forgive, but not forget because our flesh wants to hold on to stuff. It wants to, un until I get it, until I understand it, I'm going to hold on to it. And that's not the place we need to be. And that's why we called it true forgiveness. Because as long as we're in this, I forgive, but never forget type of thing, or you say you forgive, but you're walking around every time that person's name is mentioned, you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> Operating out of jealousy, envy. <laughs> Exactly. All these other uh, fruits of the f uh, flesh, I mean, the manifestations of the flesh come out of you and you're like, that's not forget. You haven't forgiven. Obviously, you claim you've forgiven, but true forgiveness really comes when you allow God in that space to, to show you, to help you, to truly forgive that when that person's name comes up, you say, I'm praying for them. I bless them. I desire that they know the truth. I desire that they're also set free. That's true forgiveness because guess what? Jesus did the same for us. He did the same for us. He didn't say, well, I forgive him, but you know, when he was up on that cross, <laughs> I forgive him, but you know, uh, they know what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
He said, no, forgive them for they don't know not what they're doing. They yeah. don't even, he understands. He's God in the flesh. He understands the, how extreme our heart can be, but we can't fathom that. So we, we want to hold on to things until we understand. Why not give it to the one who's full of knowledge, full of understanding, the one who, who, who has the understanding of all things and yeah, then yeah. allow him to show us those things so that we can also uh, operate in that so we can forgive. So it's better that we walk that way and, and be forgiven. But yes, true forgiveness comes from knowing that you are loved. If you know God loves you, how can you not forgive? Yeah. He's forgiven you <laughs> and he continues to, continues to for sins, present, past, future. He continues to forgive you. And you know, I'm, I'm so in, in, engulfed in, in, in this place where I'm reminded, you know, scripture, you know, scripture just, scripture is always good to back up what we're talking about. And so Luke 747, it said, wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. Here's that word love, you know, before, because if I'm forgiving you, that means I got to know what love is to forgive you. Because guess what? That same love, when I did something wrong, when I operated a way that wasn't, wasn't, wasn't pleasing, here it is. The people around me still love me. You know, I'm just going, I'm just going with natural, right? And then guess what? Because I sinned, God still looked at me and loved me. Because guess what? He wanted me to change. He wanted me to make a choice that was better than the choice I made before. Amen. And so here it is, you know, you know, and, and I'm going to continue to read that last part of the verse for, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same love of little. And so it's saying it's a two way street. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to forgive, forgive wholeheartedly. Don't forgive them for, oh, you know, I forgive, but don't forget. Guess what? When you do something, the person's going to do the same thing for you. Every time you do something, they're going to hold it over your head. And who wants something held over their head when they do something? You know, thinking and knowing that I'm not perfect, I'm not, I'm going to make mistakes. But here it is. They're always holding it over your head because of who you are and how you said it and how you do things. But when you totally forgive somebody and let go, you have been freed from what you were holding on to. It's like carrying baggage that you don't need to carry on this trip. You know, you're going for one day, but you got six days of baggage. You only need the one day. So why are you carrying stuff that you shouldn't have to carry? When God said, cast all your cares under me, for I care for you. Every care, everything, the hardness that causes your heart to harden, did not show love. Give it up to him. The fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of everything that you know you fear. God is saying, give it up, forgive, let go, move on so you can be free to live. Amen. And I'm just going to go on and continue to read another scripture. Ephesians 4 verse 32, it says, and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted. Man, let's meditate on that word. That's a powerful one. Tender hearted. Guess what? When you have unforgiveness, you have a hardened heart. It's not a tender heart. It's a hard heart. <laughs> so be tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So guess what? It, have mercy and forgive others because why? God did the same with you, with us. He did the same with us, that, that, that he had to come in the flesh. And, and now here we are, the forgiven. I mean, fast forward, our trespasses, our, our, our sins, forgiven. 
And, and so he's saying here, be tenderhearted one towards another. So he's giving us instruction right now. Don't hold on to that thing. Forgive that person. Forgive that person. Because if, if, God, if Jesus had to understand what we did and get to the depth of it before we even forgiven, man, that would be a tough situation. But he, because he's all knowledge, he forgave us. And because we have faith in the one who's all knowledge, all understanding, we can forgive. Awesome. And another scripture awesome. says that uh, Colossians 3, verses 12 through 14, it says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. Isn't that interesting that all those words all aligned to forgiving <laughs> forbearing that's say okay. long suffering <laughs> if i'm gonna forbear you because you in your attitude and your ways and i gotta deal with i gotta stay cool with this come on so yeah forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have a quarrel against any even as christ forgave you ah. so also do ye this is an instruction y'all yeah. <laughs> so also do ye and above all things all these things put on charity put on love which is the bond of perfectness Woo! which is the bond of what of true fulfillment it's a bond remember we're also always talking about this there's unity in the spirit so how are we going to look unified if one is having an attitude yeah. with the other yeah. i'm not talking to you i'm mad oh i'm never going to do this with you i'm never going to join you in what you're doing because i don't like you because you did this to me and there's all that unforgiveness we can't look unified guess what the spirit unifies us so for us to all be on the same page we all have to follow this instruction. Forgive one another. Even when it's hard, asking God to help yeah. you in that area. He will help. He will help you to, to, to allow you to understand so that it becomes easy for you to forgive. Yeah. And, the, and, and I was just going to, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was, was going to read the I last I was just going to say that's awesome because it, what a pleasure it is to know that here's God. He, he makes it so simple for us. We have to step outside of ourselves and stop being selfish and be selfless because to forgive someone, you have to stop thinking about you. You have to think about them. Amen. And so that's the perfect place to be. When you're talking about being in true fulfillment, you have to step outside of yourself because guess what? If we're going to unify and walk in the spirit and walk how God wants us to, we have to step outside of ourselves. A lot of times we say, oh, if they can't do it for me, I ain't do it for them. And so and that that's not the right way to, to picture it. But that's usually that's usually fostered because of some type of hurt, some type of things of some let me down or something. And that's caused by unforgiveness because I haven't seen people do it this way. Because guess what? The last time it happened for me, it didn't happen that way. So you have to forgive. Amen. And I just wanted to remind us that there's no sin. There's no, uh, what we call sin. There's no, uh, action. There's no deed that is too difficult for him to forgive us. Right. Mm. And if he can forgive us, we can forgive one another. God knew from the, from before, um, what was going to happen and how, how, how far our heart was going to be from him and how wicked we were just reading the story 
story about Cain and Abel and how, you know, we see him slaying his brother all from, from a, a misunderstanding that God didn't even hold against him. He could see in that moment that our hearts were going so far, far away from who he was, that we would yeah. hurt each other, that we'll get to a point of wanting to kill one another. And he has all that understanding. So trust him with your forgiveness. Stop trying to understand why the person did this action or this deed to God. It's nothing to him because he's already provided the remedy for that through Christ Jesus. Now, if you are in Christ, you should forgive. It should become easy for you. We desire that we walk all in the freedom of Christ that he has given us. So I pray, we pray that you walk in true forgiveness, give it to Christ and be made free in Jesus name. And this has been the G220 effect. And like always, we are ghosts.